You're listening to Nocturne. I'm Vanessa Lowe. This is part one in a series about the nighttime and women. Specifically, the ways in which, in general, the nighttime is different for people who are female or non-binary versus male. More specifically, I personally know very few men who significantly alter their behavior at night due to concerns about safety. That is not the case for me. When I take my dog out for a walk at night, I stay pretty close to home. I'm very aware of dark, shadowed places beside where I'm walking, and I often carry my cell phone in my hand, either for its flashlight feature or, if I'm feeling particularly antsy, with my finger on the little button that if I press it five times quickly, will send an SOS to emergency services and the emergency contacts in my phone. If you didn't know, that's a feature on iPhones. It is not fun for me to tell you these things. I find it embarrassing. In fact, I rarely talk about the fact that I pretty much always feel hyper-aware, if not nervous, when I'm out alone at night. Sure, I've shared my anxiety here about some extreme situations, but not the fact that I've run to my car when leaving a music venue alone in the dark, or that I reflexively scan the street if I come home alone at night. Doing these things makes me feel embarrassed because it feels like I have no objective reason to do them. I live in a pretty safe area. There's not a lot of violent crime. It's somewhat different for Hannah. I'm Hannah Drake. I am in Louisville, Kentucky. I am a writer and a poet. In the neighborhood where I live, there's a lot of uh, drug activity and prostitution. And I live across the street from a, a drug house. And in my neighborhood, I garden with my gun. I remember a few years ago, I was in my yard planting seeds and around the corner comes two cars and it's two men shooting at each other. And I had to run behind my house and duck. They were just having this full-out shooting uh, in the street next to my house. It's not just when I'm gardening. If I'm taking my dog outside in the morning, I take my gun with me because I just can't be out in my yard and not be fully aware of what's going on around me. And so even in my home, which I, I absolutely love my home, but I put bars on all the windows except for my bedroom window, and, and it's a huge window. And I just said, I have to look out the window through bars, every window of this house. And I want one space where I can simply look out the window and not be looking through bars. And I know people may think, you know, it's a little overboard or a little paranoid, but when you think of all the things that have happened and can happen, then, you know, you, you just want to be extra cautious. I don't care for the nighttime at all. It's not something that I enjoy at all. Well, it's not really that Hannah doesn't like the night. You know, I like the stars, and it's pretty at night, and it's peaceful. You know, there's so many things I wish I could do at night just because it's nighttime. You know, go sit outside on my deck, go light my fire out in my out in my yard and, and sit in front of the fire and read a book and there's so many beautiful things you could do at night. Go hiking, go walking, take my dog out. So I guess it's not, I mean, there are beautiful things about the night and darkness. Um, 
but because of things that happen at night and in darkness makes me dislike the night. So you could not pay me money to take my trash out at night. And there have been many days that I'll be in the house. My trash comes on Wednesday and it'll be Tuesday night. And I think, oh, I missed it. You know, and I just know I'm going to miss the trash unless I get up super early when it's when it's daytime and take it down. Uh, but I would never go out in this neighborhood, maybe any neighborhood, but certainly not this one at nighttime. You could look at my and Hannah's concerns and see them as unrelated. Certainly based on her description of her neighborhood, Hannah has more reason to feel uncomfortable or afraid out alone there in the dark. But it's more than that. While the details take different shapes, our fears have a big thing in common. And we are very much not alone. Hannah started really thinking about this last year. So I don't even know how I ended up on this show on YouTube, I Survived. But, you know, when you get on YouTube, you start going down a rabbit hole and you watch one and then you end up watching 20, right? And I started watching this series, I Survived, which is typically about three people that have survived these uh, horrific tales. And it could be like something with the weather, a freak accident. But most of them were women that were attacked by men. And I hadn't noticed that until I started reading the comments. And someone in the comments said, don't you think it's strange that most of the men survived some incident with an animal or some freak car accident or something with the weather? It might have been a hurricane or a tornado or lost at sea or something like that. But most of the women, they have survived attack from men. And I started going back in my mind. By then I had watched a lot of the shows and I thought, goodness, that is true. It was very rare that I saw women on the show and it wasn't due to being attacked by a man. I personally think shows like I Survived are problematic in a number of ways, chief among them that they sensationalize violence and that they can cause people to overestimate the likelihood of danger and live in fear unnecessarily. I don't know how this particular show chooses its stories or whether they're actually representative of the kinds of incidents survived by men versus women. But Hannah was understandably freaked out by the stories the women told, and the number of them that fell prey to nefarious men. There was something else, though. It was also how ordinary the situations were. Many of the women were at work, um, just working, and someone came in, and many of these women, sadly, are working jobs, you know, where they're the only one on the shift. You know, so it could be at a gas station. It was a cleaning lady, and they're the only ones there and find themselves sexually assaulted. It was just everyday things, which was the scary part of it all. Hannah couldn't get the show out of her mind, and she started thinking about all the things she didn't do because of her fear. The night stood out as a particularly scary and limiting time. When the person had said in the comments of the video that most of the attacks were towards women, I just thought about myself and how I don't really go out at night. Or if I find myself out at night, I'm running from my car to the house and, you know, my keys are out and everything's ready. And, you know, so many preparations just to go inside the house, to exit the car, to take the trash out, to, I mean, it's just preparations for every single thing. And I, I knew I couldn't have been the only one that thought that way, certainly. 
And so I wondered if women were not afraid of the dark, what would they do at night? There are layers to this question. If women were not afraid of the dark, what would they do at night? There's an inherent assumption, of course, that women or most women are afraid of the dark, regardless of where they live or how real the threat is. But we don't actually talk very much about this fear and how it affects us, unless it's around some horrendous event where a woman has been assaulted in a notable way. And because we don't talk about it much, many women don't know that they're not alone in their fear of being out at night. And so I decided to pose the question. I initially asked it on Facebook, then I also asked the question on Twitter. And I was stunned by how many responses were coming in. It was overwhelming. Hundreds of women told me what they would like to do at night if they, if they weren't afraid. Hannah got over 400 responses. And she noticed something striking about what the women said they would like to do at night if they weren't afraid. I went through and saw how many times the word walk was used in that list, which was hundreds of times. It was the number one thing women wanted to do in the dark was go walking. So simple. Such a simple thing to do. When I read about Hannah's discovery, I had this really complicated internal reaction. Honestly, I still kind of do. It's confusing to feel shocked and unsurprised at the same time. I thought, how can it be possible that so many women feel so scared of something so mundane? And at the same time, I felt like, of course women don't feel safe out at night alone. That's normal. And if I'm not alone and feeling nervous by myself in the dark, that's good, right? It means I don't have to be embarrassed about my fear. On the other hand, if this is really something shared by many or most women and it's just accepted as normal, we should all be outraged. My head was spinning. So I went out to a local shopping district near my house for around an hour and asked random people variations of Hannah's question, just to get a sense of how widespread this feeling is. I'm asking people, if you weren't afraid to do anything in the dark, what would you go out to do? Probably as a girl, just walk around and not like look around and be scared about walking on the street alone. As simple as that. What would we do? Yeah. In the dark? Mm-hmm. Go on walks, probably. What would you be nervous about? Murder. (laughs) If I could do anything, I would just honestly take a walk. (laughs) I would take a walk around my neighborhood, and my neighborhood doesn't have a lot of streetlights, so I would be able to see stars Mm -hmm. and, you know, feel safe, and it would just be amazing to go out at night. (laughs) Uh, Probably walk my dog. And you don't do that? Well, not when it's dark out, no. And can I ask what you're afraid of? Just like, you know, female walking alone at night, you know, predators, men, (laughs) you know, all of the above. Are there any things that you would love to do out at night that you don't do because you're afraid? (laughs) Yeah, walk by myself. Um, I'd love to go on a hike or like a long walk at night. It feels like it would be very peaceful, but it's scary. And what, in particular, are you scared of? Um, definitely, like, getting murdered is a big one. Uh, uh, yeah, and just people lurking. Mostly scared of people, not really animals or anything. Are there things that you would like to do outside when it's dark that you don't do because you're afraid? Running. Even if it's sunset, I can't walk around with earpods in my ears. I have to keep my keys on my hand by all instances, and... You have to just stay looking at your sides. You have to stay on on your toes throughout the whole time. But it's definitely something 
that it's at the back of your mind and it's a constant fear of everybody when you're out alone as a female. I'm asking people, are there things that you would like to be able to do when it's dark outside but you don't do them because you're afraid? Everything. As a woman, as a black woman, we are scary about everything. One thing I would do, I've been dancing. Sometimes I think about coming here, you know, play my song. I want to dance here by myself. Sometimes I want to walk by myself, you know, just go explore the city, explore everything, you know. Outside hiking and enjoy, have a beer outside, sitting by the corner. If I have a friend with us, me, sure. But by my own, I probably won't stay outside by myself in the dark. Are there things that you don't do outside um, because you're afraid of the dark? Everything. Once it gets dark out, I don't go running. I don't. It's more out of fear for, you know, what we have to be afraid of. So, which is uh, people. <laughs> like, yeah, people attacking. Running is the one thing I really miss doing, and I never have time for it during the day. So, nighttime is ideal for weather for lots of reasons, but I don't feel comfortable doing it by myself. Probably, like, to go for a run. Yeah, go you in know, a park. Like, yeah. especially as a woman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a lot Just, of places you may not want to go. Dark. What would you be worried about? You know, getting raped. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Weirdos. Right. That was most of the women I talked to over the course of an hour. Of course, not every woman is afraid of being out in the dark. In my limited sample, I talked to a couple of those women. No, I'm not afraid of the dark. I love the dark. Man, I don't know. I'm not really that scared of being outside in the dark. I don't know. I can't really think of anything. I feel like I would, I just do it. I'm genuinely happy for those women, even though their answers are so far from my experience. I have a couple of friends who feel like this, and I've always been surprised and, frankly, a little envious. I was curious to see how men would answer these questions, although I had my suspicions. Do I feel safe? Uh, generally, yes. Do you feel safe in the dark, or around where you live? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I feel safe. I can't think of anything that I don't do outside at night because I'm afraid. No. I love to take walks. I, I can walk. Do you go out and walk at night? I do. You do? So I you're do. not afraid? I'm not, I'm not afraid. Are there any things you don't do at night because you're afraid? Not really. Not really. <laughs> Probably run around and dance naked. <laughs> Is that inappropriate? <laughs> Are you afraid to do that? Not because I'm afraid for my safety, more of just, I think people think I was, you know, not well or be concerned or feel unsafe for something. Are there any things that you would like to do that you don't do because you're afraid in the dark? Not really, honestly. Maybe that's my, my privilege as being a tall white dude. <laughs> I, don't, I don't generally feel like there's a ton that I can't do in the dark, you know? Yeah, I do know. And I think this is a noteworthy observation this obvious but sort of hidden realization that many women feel drastically less free to just be out in the world at night. Not just women, of course. Age, race, sexuality, and physical ability all play a role, and that's a whole other episode. But we're talking just being outside your home at night. The answers I got from women were eerily similar to the ones that Hannah wrote about on her blog. One woman said, and I don't know why this stuck with me, she said, I want to walk on the dark side of the street. 
And I believe she lived in New York, and I don't know what that feels like to just for once walk on the dark side of the street just because you want to. I was, like I said, blown away by how many women just wanted to walk. You so you start reading. By the time you get halfway through, if you make it to the end, there is no way that the list does not move you. You know, no one is saying, you know, I want to skydive. You know, I want to bungee jump. You know, they just, yeah, I want to walk. I want to go for a jog. I want to go to the grocery store. I want to, one woman wanted to let her grandkids play in the backyard at nighttime. And she can never let her grandkids do that because she'd have to be outside at night. I noticed so many of the things when I read them that the women submitted were things that I've done. And it was so many comments that I thought, okay, I, I can't just keep this in a Facebook post. I have to share this on my blog. When I saw a link to Hannah's blog post on Twitter, I, of course, immediately started thinking about the things that scare me at night and the practical things that I do to deal with that fear. I jotted down a list that included holding my keys as a weapon, no open windows on the ground floor at night, no earbuds at night, no sleeping outside alone, locking my car doors when I'm driving at night, no walking in dark, isolated places. I barely even noticed that I did these things because they're so habitual. I thought about the men in my life who feel so comfortable and at ease taking a walk at night. And suddenly, these habitual things didn't seem so normal. What seemed like just a habit now looked very different. It's a threat assessment for the smallest thing to take the dog out, a threat assessment to take the trash down, a threat assessment to go to the laundromat. Like, you shouldn't have to make a, a threat assessment to see if you can wash your clothes. That shouldn't happen. Many of us even make plans for when we're sleeping. There are very few people I've shared this with. But if I'm alone in the house at night, I have a habit of just running through a little scenario in my mind of what I would do if there were an intruder. Like, I would hit him with this lamp, and I would jump out of that window. I'm embarrassed to admit that. I feel like it makes me sound crazy. I joke that I've seen too many Lifetime movies. I wouldn't really know if other women do this, because I haven't spoken about it. My daughter just says, Mom, I don't understand how you do not lock your bedroom door. And I said, well, I have bars on every window except for my bedroom window. I said, so I've convinced myself that if someone is going to enter my home, that's the one place they will come in because it doesn't have bars on it. And then what will happen? I, I have this whole scenario down. I said, <laughs> what will happen is they'll come in and I'll be trying to get out the door and I forget that I locked it and I just can't run out. And so that's why I don't lock my bedroom door. But she, anyways, now she's convinced me to to lock my bedroom door. She's like, you, you, know, you gotta have a fighting chance. If someone comes in and comes to the door, at least your door is locked and you have a fighting chance. But you know, I've gone through all of those scenarios, and I also sleep with my gun right next to me. It doesn't make me feel as afraid, but I just think if someone were to come into my home, then I have some means of protection. I have not had to use it, and I'm so thankful that I haven't. I'm not a, like a gun enthusiast like that. <laughs> I never want to fire it if I don't have to, but... I've lived in this home for four years. I've never opened the bedroom windows. To enjoy an open window. I don't know what that feels like. My partner comes over and says, Hannah, how come you don't open up your windows? 
And I think, no, mm -mm. or just to sleep with the breeze, which would feel wonderful, or to sleep in a hammock in the dark outside and feel the breeze. When you start thinking about all the situations in which women are limited by the darkness, the list seems endless. Think about daylight savings time. You know, starting fall until we get maybe to spring, it gets darker much sooner. And it's like women go underground. You know, it's I've got to get home now because it's going to get dark. Oh, I can't go out, it's dark now. Right, and then you're stuck. You are, unless you're with, hopefully, a group of friends, and maybe you're all together, you can go out. But alone, no. And then not just that, but it's dark in the morning. So it's, uh, you know, where you could get up at six o'clock maybe and go run or go walking or whatever the case may be. Well, now you wait until seven, 7.30, until it's daylight again. And I can do these things. So many women calculate the time. Like, oh, if I'm in the store for an hour, okay, and I have to, and then it's by the time I get out and then I have all the groceries and it's dark and I got to drive. By the time I get home, it's going to be dark. And so you start playing this game in your head, trying to calculate how much time it's going to take you to do the thing before it even gets dark. Even in the list, some people would say, and I've been there before, some people would say, I would like to be able to go out and get whatever I left in the car. And I've left so many things in the car. I thought, God, I need to go get, and I just don't go get it. It's amazing that you develop these things in order to survive. Like, these are regular things. And it shouldn't be like this act of survival to go to the grocery store or to take out the trash or to pick up your mail. Women should not exist that way. I agree. Women should not exist that way. But many of us do. And the thing that I find particularly disturbing is how much we all seem to accept this, rather than calling it what it really is. You're a prisoner of the dark. You're a prisoner of the possibility of what could happen in the dark. And I hate to say this, but of course, it's not like we're scared of lions and tigers and bears that are lurking around the corner. Women are afraid of men and what men will do in the dark. And I know that's a huge sweeping generalization, but overwhelmed, it's not, I'm not afraid of some, uh, you know, bear that's gonna come down the street or anything out of the ordinary. I'm afraid of what men will do in the dark. And many of the women, if not all of them, I believe, were just afraid of what would happen to them because of what men would do. But it, it really is like you're a prisoner, a prisoner of the darkness. And it's sad to put this indictment on the darkness because it's really not the darkness. It's really men. This is such a loaded idea. I'm not going to speak for all women here. I'm just going to examine my own experience. And what Hannah says is true for me. I'm not scared of the dark. The darkness calms me down. It's beautiful. And when I'm out in the woods alone, it's not animals that I picture. It's some deranged man. It's not all men or most men or even many men. And I'm not even going to break down why I feel like apologizing to all men everywhere for feeling this way. I'm just going to say it's true. I get that this can be hard for men to hear or even to understand. 
I think it, it's news to to many men. Um, I, I think men, and this just Hannahology, this is just me generalizing, can think, you know, women may be afraid of being sexually assaulted, women may be afraid of being kidnapped, women may be afraid of being murdered, but I don't think men think, wow, she's afraid to just walk from her house to her car. Wow, she's afraid to just go check her mail at night. Wow, she, she's afraid to go to the grocery store at night. She's afraid to carry in groceries. Like those small things. I think men think of the big things because that's, you know, that's common sense. Most people would fear these things, but I think they would be surprised and are surprised that it's just the smallest details that make women afraid. And so it, as much as it was a blog for us to speak about us, it was also a blog for men to read. And I, I believe a man commented on the blog and encouraged other men to read it because he was blown away. By, you know, I would hope that men certainly can read through this blog and, and read through it not thinking, well, that's not me. I, I would never attack a woman. I'm, I'm a champion for women because over 400 women didn't make all this up. We all didn't get together and say, okay, let's make up something that'll sound good for what we would do at night if we weren't afraid. This is this this is valid for women. If they could ask their sister, ask their mother, ask their daughters, ask their friends, many of them would say these things. Just so many things that are so simple that, you know, I believe a lot of men take for granted that they can just do these things. And I don't know that world to just exist and not be afraid of the dark. I don't know what that feels like to never have to always be cognizant of where you park. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to park close to the entry of the store if it's going to get dark so I can just go from my car to the entry. I'm going to leave a friend's house early so I don't come home in the dark. Like, I don't know... Uh, what that feels like to not think about that. What would that feel like just to be? And I think many women, I won't say all, but certainly quite a few, are in this prison. So how much do women miss out on? on uh, how much living are women missing out on? How many things do you not do in life? because you're afraid, afraid of the dark. That's a lot of living to miss out on. The obvious question in thinking about all this is how does it change? Much of the focus is put on women to not go out at night or to take precautions when they do. And of course, everyone needs to exercise personal responsibility to a point. But as with many things, it stops when the group causing the problem stops the problem. And so I think as much as men can hold themselves and others accountable. And that's how it ends. It ends no other way. You know, there's always going to be things that go bump in the night, but there are many things I believe that men can do to make women feel a little less stressed and worried and afraid. You know, my partner, she's jogging and men are circling the block and 
talking about her body and screaming out the window, you know, and, and this is a man that's doing that that has two other men in the truck with him. Well, the two other men in the truck could speak up. She's jogging alone and she should be allowed to do that. But it doesn't stop because these two men that are with him don't speak up. And so he continues to do this and she calls me and I say, are you okay? And she said, I'm okay, but I'm going home now because I'm scared. But how different that interaction could have been if the two men that were silent in the truck told him, stop it, stop, stop what you're doing. And too often people see something or hear something or someone's making some crass joke or making comments about someone's body or whatever the case may be, and you say nothing. And that makes women uncomfortable and that makes women afraid. But how different it would be if you say that's unacceptable or don't do that. That's how you change the world. And it's, you know, it it seems so small. But if a guy hears it from his friend or maybe his father or his brother or whatever, he will listen. And it seems like such a small thing to say, don't do that. Or let's not follow this woman that's running. Let's not follow this young lady and catcall her when she gets off the bus. Let's not do that then maybe they'll listen. But it's frustrating that we even have, like, why can't we all just kind of get it and understand, like, you know, don't harm people. Like, that would be a, a great world. My niece is nine years old, and I hope that she can live in a world like that one day. The problem feels daunting and I don't know what the answer is. But I do know that before you can change things, you have to acknowledge that they should be changed. Only then can you begin to envision what a different world would look like. Hannah has a lot of ideas about that. It would be open windows. It would be women walking up and down the streets. It would be late night barbecues. It would be fun times with your friends. It would be you know, running out to the store to get a loaf of bread because you need it for sandwiches. It would it would just be living. It would be all of those things. And it would be women being more productive. It would be going on vacations alone. It would be hiking at night and looking at the stars because you, you want to look at the stars. It would be sleeping in a hammock. It would be... All of these wonderful, beautiful things with, with no fear. It would just be living. You've been listening to Nocturne. I'm Vanessa Lowe. Nocturne is produced by me and was created by myself and Kent Sparling, who also composed the theme music. Find Hannah Drake's blog at hannahldrake.com. That's Hannah with an H. There's also a link at our website, nocturnepodcast.org, in the show notes for this episode. Also at our website is information about the music in each episode, original artwork, and more. Nocturne is made possible by listeners like you. Find out how you can support the show by going to nocturnepodcast.org support. That's nocturnepodcast.org support. Thank you to everyone who contributes on Patreon and PayPal. 
If you support us on Patreon, you get some extra goodies, like a personalized welcome video, regular updates from me and behind-the-scenes stuff about the show, stickers, postcards, and more. Huge thanks to Thomas Mewison and A. Herbert for supporting Nocturne on Patreon at the Happy Possum level, which is our highest tier. I'm so grateful. Finally, as I said at the beginning of this episode, this is part one in a series about women and the night. Be on the lookout for more about this topic in the coming months. Till next time, thanks for listening.